The scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Indeed. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here. But thank you for, Warren, thank you for the music. Thank you for the excitement, uh, for being in the presence of our Lord, and to feel good. And, And thank you for bringing the children and letting them relax and enjoy and be a part of this. That's so great. They won't ever forget it. It's a wonderful thing. And thank you for coming, indeed. My name's Harold Babin. Brother Ricky has been out of town this week, as maybe most of you know. But he will be back today. Uh, We have uh, Beth McKnight, our dear, dear friend and longtime member here, has passed away. We'll have her service tomorrow uh, at 11 o'clock. And visitation is from 9 to 11. So I know that you're in prayer for all of those who have lost loved ones. Thank you for that. And once again, thank you for being here. Thank you for for being the body of Jesus Christ, his church. He created you for a special reason, and you're here to proclaim that reason through music and through the word, indeed. And we thank God, and we thank you. Let us pray. Father, thank you for our time here, and we pray your very special blessing as we seek to share your word, and we pray that you will inspire us and touch us and bless us in this word. We know you will, and we thank you always in Christ's name. Amen. Well, hey, dear friends, today is Epiphany. You know, we celebrate the coming 
Carl said, of, of the wise men. And actually, epiphany means revealing. And, you know, Christ was revealed to the world. You know, he came to his people and to the Jewish nation, and yet these three kings were Gentiles. So they came in to worship and be a part. Christmas of them would come sometime after the birth. And so we come today with the lingering memories of Christmas. I hope you had a great Christmas. God bless you. I hope you let it linger a while. Let the feeling linger a while. Let the love and the warmth that you felt in your family and your church, uh, let it linger there a while. It'll be so good. Uh, How many times across the past few weeks uh, did you hear the word, Ah, that's what Christmas is all about. How many times did you see that? Maybe, maybe, uh, is there something on the screen? What's on the screen? A family around the tree. And, you know, I, can you picture your family around a Christmas tree, the family gathering children with their eyes all excited and lit up? And, and opening presents and et cetera. And someone says, ah, that's what Christmas is all about. Now, maybe you think about your, your, your the, the main meal you had with family on Christmas Day, and you had, you had the children there maybe and grandma and grandpa and others, and, and someone says, God, that normal Rockwell painting is just like this. Someone said, that's what Christmas is all about. Uh, uh, have you ever been to... Uh, New York City during Christmas time in the Rockefeller Center. You ever been there? It is, it, it, it is, they have this beautiful tree there. They have this ice skating rink and they have all these, uh, oh, it's a wonderful outing. And someone's standing there and says, ah, this is what Christmas is all about, you know. You know, our church services, uh, Patricia and I certainly came in here and enjoyed the Christmas. You remember the Christmas Eve service in here? Wasn't it a beautiful time? Wasn't it special? And all the lights and the glitter and the warmth of that service and the music and everything and the word, it was so good. And, and someone said, ah, this is what Christmas is, is all about, you know. Uh, maybe I saw someone in the Salvation Army had a person out in front of Winn-Dixie during the holidays ringing the bell. And, and someone walked up, and they were putting money in the Salvation Army thing. By the way, did you know the Salvation Army's history came through the Methodist movement in England? It's a fascinating story. Actually, General Booth, who felt like the, Method, the church, he was Methodist, he felt like they wasn't doing quite enough hitting the streets, although they did hit the streets a lot. So he said, we've got to get out there. We've got to be an army. And so the creation of Salvation Army. Someone said, that's what Christmas is all about, you know. Beautiful services here, parties, good food, children. Hey, the children, the children's play. Oh, somebody said, golly, that's what Christmas is all about. It's so good. You know, these are a million memories, and you have your own memories. You're building memories. You know, it's interesting about Christmas memories. (laughs) I'm up there in age, but I want you to know that, that I can remember being five years old in Clinton, Louisiana, and celebrating Christmas. I can remember that. It's a childhood memory that I'll never forget. 
I was five years old. I can't remember what I did last week, but I can tell you, I can tell you when I was five years old, I was in Clinton, and I and, and I said, never forget that. You just don't forget. These are the million memories like them, a beautiful gifts of Christmas, aren't they? And the Christmas season. Uh, and, and they are gifts, and we enjoy them. I want you to enjoy them, and next year enjoy them again, you know. But I'll tell you what John tells us. Linda read that today. Beautiful. What did John John tell us? The gospel writer, you know, the, John says, I'm going to tell you today what the real meaning of Christmas is. These other things have great meaning. I don't want to take that away. But John says, I'm going to tell you what Christmas really means. And the good news that we celebrate is not about anything we do. According to John, it's about something that God has done. Interesting. Interesting. Christmas is about the shocking intrusion of God into human life, into history, in ways that totally transform our existence. It's about the amazing way, dear friends, in which the God who created all things comes to be one of us. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? You know, he sent different folks. He sent Moses and, you know, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets and all those folks, David and Solomon. But in the life of Jesus, guess what? God shows up. God shows up, you know. It's about, the, in this Christmas, as John says, about the amazing way in which God, who created all things, comes to us. It's about light that shines among us even in the dark days. It's about the way God gives us power, every one of us, to become really children of God. I mean, real children, and not just fake children, real children of God. And, and it's about the, the word that, of all things, becomes flesh. That, that's what John says, indeed. Dwells among us in a very special life with grace and truth. Somebody says, well, what is truth? Hey, folks, you want know what truth is? Check in with Jesus. Study his life. Pray to him. Talk to him and serve him. You'll find out what truth about all things is all about, you know. Make no mistake about it, dear ones. If what we announced at Christmas actually happened, it's the biggest thing that ever happened on this planet. The biggest thing that ever happened. The infinite, almighty God became one of us. Unbelievable. And walked among us, indeed. I, I, read, a, I read a cute story, and I, I love the story. It's about a, it's about a granddaughter and was with her family during Christmas, and they were sitting around the dinner table, and they were enjoying. She was sitting next to her grandmother. Now, the granddaughter was 15 years old, 16. Grandmother was my age, up in 80s, you know. And so they were talking, and grandmother asked, said, honey, what would you give your boyfriend? What would you give your boyfriend uh, for Christmas? And she said, oh, Granny, I gave him a CD. 
Granny said, a CD? She said, that's wonderful, hon. Said, said, that'll be money that he can invest. <laughs> no, 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 Grandma, no, no, no. No, Grandma, not investment CD. One that plays music. Oh, music. <laughs> so it was a great story. I mean, I relate to the Grandma, I'll tell you the truth. But, but anyway, it, and she said, well, tell me about the CD. What was the music about? And so this young lady said it was a rock song. A rock song. I love it. You have to realize now, this is about 20-plus years ago, and this is a great story. It's a rock song by Joan Osborne. Do you know, do you remember Joan Osborne? You know, I looked out at that crowd over there, the early crowd. Nah, that crowd didn't have a clue. They liked me. I didn't have a clue who Joan Austin was. I had to ask my granddaughter. I said, baby, my grown granddaughter. I said, who in the world is Joan Austin? She said, Grandpa, hang on. She pulls out a whatever y'all use. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's classic. You pull up anything on that. She clicks a few things. She said, here, not only am I going to pull up Joan Austin, I'm going to pull up that piece of music and that CD for you. You know what the name of the CD was? One of us. And you know what the best seller was in 1995 by rock singer Joan Osborne? What if God were one of us? Hey, Warren, that might be a great one. I heard it. My granddaughter clicked, click, 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 and let me listen to it. Beautiful rock piece. I loved it. What if God were one of us? Well, the writer of John's Gospel is a philosopher of the four Gospels. Uh, he, you know, he doesn't do the details. He, you know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke took care of that. They took care of the shepherds. They took care of the, the Bethlehem scene. Uh, they took care of the stable thing. Uh, they, they took care of the, 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 the wise men and that sort of thing. But let me tell you what John did. John said, those boys took care of that. I'm going to tell you what it means. And that's what his Gospel is about is what it means, indeed. And what does it mean? And to tell us what it means, you know what John does? He goes back to the beginning of time. Did you, what you read, you know what it was? See if these words ring a bell. In the beginning. Where have you heard that before? In the beginning. Suddenly, our ears perk up. We've heard that before. They are the first words of the first sentence of the first chapter of the first book of the Bible. Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth. And how did God do all that creating? Do you remember? He spoke the word. God, I can't explain creation to you. It's too complicated for me. But the Bible said he spoke the word, and the word became reality, and creation began. John does not stop with the spoken word of God. He takes us behind the creative word and to the mind and heart of God of why he created it. So the gospel begins with the word. You hear that? Linda read the word. And, and it 
the thought or idea in the creative imagination of God, the Word was so much a part of God's existence that it was a part of God's very being. That creative Word, John says, of all things became flesh and dwelt, lived among us. A life. Some folks ask, how much of God was there in Jesus? I suspect that the best answer is this. All that God could cram into a human body. I think that's a good answer. The claim of John is not that all of God was packaged up in Jesus, but that all of Jesus mirrored the essential character and being of God. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. Look at him, and you will know. We need to hear these words, my friends, in their wonderful loving power again. The divine word, the, the perfect expression of God's creative intention for creation, settled in the womb of Mary. Then that child developed just like you did and grew in the womb. And when the time came, was complete, that child was born in water, blood, sweat, and tears, just the way every one of us were born into this world. And he grew. He grew fully human, just like us. With wonderful simplicity, E. Stanley Jones wrote, Jesus is God simplified, God approachable, God understandable, God lovable. Jesus put a face on God. Don't miss that. Well, what difference does the word made flesh mean to you and to you and to me, you know, in your life? John describes two responses. Did you catch them? Two responses. One is, he came to what was his own, and his own did not accept him. Some rejected Jesus. Oh, still do. Still do. But he still loves them. Never forget that. But to all, the second thing, to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become the children of God. To all who were stumbling in inadequate faith, dare to believe that in Jesus, God has been present with us indeed. And in that presence, he gives us the power to become something we could never become on our own, the real children of God. I had, I had two good friends, and I shall always remember them, and I love them both. We went to college together. Both of them were sons of a particular family that I knew. One of them, he didn't really do anything, bless his heart, but use his home all through his youth. He took everything that mom and dad had to offer. He just took it for granted. Well, that's mom and dad. 
they owe me this type thing, you know. And, you know, it was so sad because he didn't keep in touch with them after he grew up. He just said he kind of used them. He, I guess he thought, I don't know. He, he wasn't a bad fellow. He just forgot about mom and dad, you know. He, he was a son, okay. But, you know, there was another boy I knew. We were all in kind of the same group. And in all of his life, he realized what mom and dad meant to him and what they'd done for him. And, and, and he never forgot that. And he tried to show them with loving and obeying. And when he grew and went to college and went off, he always remembered them. He never forgot them. Now, that's two sons. Both of them are sons, right? But one is a son that the other was not. See the difference? In the one case, one son grew further and further away from parents. In the other case, that son grew nearer and nearer. The second friend of mine had become a son in a way that the first never was. Everybody's a child of God. But they are children of God, and they are children of God. Here's the point. The Son of God became a child to enable all of us to become children of God, real children. The Word became flesh among us in Jesus so that the living Word might become flesh in every one of us. The momentous alternate of the gospel is that God becomes one of us so that every one of us might become one with God. And we will shine like the, the light that Jesus was because we shall reflect that light. We're not the light. Jesus is the light, but we're called to reflect that light and do it in a wonderful way. I thank you, my dear ones, for reflecting that light. I thank this musical group up here who stands and, and excites you and, and God with their music. They reflect a great light, and it's a wonderful blessing, and I'm very grateful. And for all of us, every time you reach out and shake a hand or you hug somebody or you tell them, you know, I love you, thank you for all you do. You're reflecting the light of Jesus. Indeed you are. And for that, I thank God. And I'll tell you, folks, I think that's what Christmas is all about. That God became a child so that you and I could become children, real children of God. Thank you, Father. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you. Thank you for your word from John that encourages us truly to, to be your children in every way. And we thank you for you are our Father, your Heavenly Father, your Dad, and you are special. May we always remember that, dear Father, and give you thanks for it. In Christ's name, amen.